What is up? Hello, and welcome to another edition of Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast right here on SB Nation. First off, I want to apologize to our listeners because I kind of lied to you last week. I said there, there would be a week in between when we would start our previews and that we would have one more show in June. My math was completely off. It is July today as we are recording this, and we are starting our NFC South Divisional Previews today. I'll give you the whole schedule in just a minute, but first, your social reminder. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at TD Experience. You can follow Bucks Nation on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Check out BucksNation.com. All the time, leading up to training camp, all of the news that you'll need, all the stuff breaking down position battles, all of that will be on BucksNation.com. And as always, my co-host is with me today. You can follow him on Twitter, at Elmart810. I need to go back, scroll through your Twitter. I wonder if there have been any tweets recently about Jalen Brunson and that contract. But he is the one, the only, Len Martez. What's up, man? Is any uh, NBA team giving you a, a crazy contract over these last couple days first off apologies are like w- running water coming out of your mouth because oh, you're God. married and chelsea wasn't that relationship so <laughs> just just turn the water faucet on baby <laughs> apologize 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 that's number one number two as far as Jalen brunson's contracts concerned look i'm not the biggest fan in regards to his skill set but i'll say this much when it comes to the money he got, it's the market for point cards. The guy's paycheck is not even in the top 10 when it comes to paying point cards. And on top of that, he's an upgrade. I would have rather had Fred Van Vliet a couple of years ago, but they didn't get him. So I'll take Brunson, crafty point guard, one that they have for the next four or five years. And enough. Let's talk Bucks, man. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to talk Bucks. Crazy stuff happening. Who knows? Maybe Donovan Mitchell will be paired in that New York backcourt with, 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 with Brunson. Who knows? We'll see. Don't be sucking up to me now, Chuck. Too late. I'm not. I think, I, th- I, think, I think Mitchell's going to Dallas to be paired with Luka, but that's just me. But uh, even though they say they're going to retool the Jazz roster with the four first Are we doing a dead on NBA podcast? NBA free agency always gets me in a, in, a, in a tizzy, but we are not going to be doing an NBA podcast. 50 people that just turned this podcast off because you want to talk but, NBA. But here we go. This is, this is the schedule for July as we lead up to Buccaneers training camp starting at the end of the month. On today's show, we will start our divisional previews and break down each team in the Buccaneers division as we gear up for the regular season. Today will be the Atlanta Falcons. Next week, we will talk Carolina Panthers. The following week, we will talk New Orleans Saints. And then, right before training camp starts, Len and I will break down the Bucks, the offseason moves, look ahead to what the storylines are going to be heading into training camp. And as always, if any news on the Bucks breaks or anything like that, they will be included in these uh, preview episodes as well. But as I said, today we are going to break down the Atlanta Falcons and where they're at. This is an entirely new era for Atlanta as they finally move on from Matt Ryan. He was traded this offseason to the Indianapolis Colts. They signed Marcus Mariota, who presumably will be their starting quarterback. But they did draft out of Cincinnati Desmond Ritter in the NFL draft. Uh <clears throat> 
this offseason. So, Lynn, I think that's the first place we have to start in Atlanta is them moving on from Matt Ryan and where they are right now with Marcus Mariota, who does have some familiarity with their head coach, Arthur Smith, who is in Tennessee. So is this a situation where Mariota is a stopgap quarterback for Ritter or for whoever they draft in the coming years? Or is this something where can Atlanta contend at all with, with Mariota as their starting quarterback? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you just said contend at all to a team that's win total is 4.5 this year. No, they can't contend. Here's the intriguing thing. The intriguing thing, at least for me, is go back two years. Go back to 2019. And when you go back to 2019, the season ended for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And at that standpoint, there was questions whether or not Jameis Winston was going to be a starting quarterback for 2020. Right, whether you're going to pick up his last year or give him a new, new deal, whatever it is. But at that time, the division, the Bucs had the fourth worst quarterback in the division at that time, even with the situation with Cam Newton, as it was. Because the other three guys were former MVPs, whether it be Drew Brees, whether it be Matt Ryan, and whether it be Cam Newton. And had either won or gotten their team to the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Another three guys, like you said, two of the three guys lost. One of them had a 20 to three lead. And one of the other guys won a Super Bowl. I say all that to tell you, <laughs> look at it now. Two years later, Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the division. Arguably the best quarterback in the NFC. You can go, go back and forth in regards to Aaron Rodgers, whatever it is. Play the results, bottom line. That's number one. But if you're a Bucks fan, that's where you're at two years later, where you had, again, potentially the worst quarterback situation. And now, at least going into the season, you have the best. I know 2023, you don't know who the quarterback's going to be in the future or whether Tom's going to retire after 2022. But in 2022, the best quarterback situation It's here in Tampa Bay when it comes to the division. Now, as far as what Marcus Mariota is going to be, yes, Commissioner Roger Goodell, Marcus Mariota. You butchered his name when he got drafted, sir. Um, He's not a, he's a stopgap. He's not, you can talk about the relationship in regards to, you know, being around Arthur Smith when he was in Tennessee. (laughs) You know what happened in Tennessee? (laughs) I mentioned 2019, 2019, Marcus Mariota lost his starting job to Ryan Tannehill. And since then has thrown about 30 passes in this league. Hasn't started a game in this league. And you want to use the word contend when you talk about. (laughs) Just asking a question. I know. I understand. It was definitely a question mark at at the end of your sentence. Hell no. (laughs) The answer to the question. Hell no. I will give them this. And granted, Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for a year for his gambling issues, they, at least in the last two drafts, by drafting Carl Pitts, number four overall, the tight end, and drafting Drake London, 
Aether Walls, the wide receiver, have addressed the skill positions on the offensive line. I mean, on the offense. But I bring up the offensive line, that little slip. <laughs> it's not very good. Defensive line, not very good. 18 sacks last year in 2021. And Deion Jones, who's a playmaker on the defense, is going to miss the season in 2022. And Dante Fowler gone as well. They had, I believe, 10 less sacks than the closest team in the, in the NFL 2021 when it came to sacks. Trenches, dude. O-line's not very good. D-line's not very good. What's crazy is you could still make the case that maybe their best, the best player on this football team is a defensive lineman still with the, the constant of Grady Jarrett, which is really the 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 only constant left on this team but i mean who knows what relatively gonna... speaking i mean because kyle pitts is in his second year granted he got a thousand yards last year he had one td i mean you'd say you'd say ridley was probably the best player on the team if he was if he wasn't suspended that yeah sure but again relatively speaking why you can you can call you can call you know the best player on the team on happens to play on the defensive line mm-hmm. but that's because Ridley is not playing that's because Kyle Pitts is entering his second year in this league although he had a thousand yards last year that's because their running back who's a converted wide receiver in, in Patterson is 31 years old is not going to get the bulk of the carries and the guy that's going to split carries with him is Mike Davis who's been around this league actually was in, been in this division as it mm-hmm. is too playing for Carolina. So, dude, relatively speaking, again, that's the reason why you can say their best player on their team is a defensive lineman. And that's also <laughs> to speak to the fact that their former MVP is now taking snaps in Indianapolis. So, does Mariota start the whole season or do they go to Ritter at some point? Or is it based on like, does Mariota get benched for them to see what Ritter looks like? Or you mentioned the offensive line is not very good. Marcus Mariota is not known for being uh, the sturdiest guy in terms of, in terms of staying healthy. Um, It's an interesting situation because you look at this team and you mentioned Mariota as a stopgap. Me personally, I never understood the, the high hopes for Desmond Ritter in the NFL watching him at, at Cincinnati. I just don't see him being a consistent high level NFL starter. And a lot of the, the guy, the pro comparison to him, which is kind of hilarious is Marcus Mariota. And I think that he is an even less accurate passer than Marcus Mariota. So, but to me, if you're the Falcons, I think if you're in a situation where you look at that roster and I think that those are one of the handful of teams you could probably pick out right now that say they might be in contention for the number one pick next year, and you've got a guy like C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young, who could possibly be in the NFL draft next year, do you hand it over to Ritter at some point in this season if the season, if you're not contending at all, just to kind of see what you have in him, if you're going to be close to the top five, top three in the NFL draft? Because, I mean, if you have a guy that looks promising in Ritter, are you going to spend that high draft pick on a QB? No, it doesn't. It, it, listen, Desmond Ritter is what he is. 
could he surprise you and and, and be a, a a quality quarterback in the NFL? Yes, but he's not going to be that in this situation. You would have to be. You would have to be. Listen, first off, when you're a rookie quarterback and you're starting, more than likely you were somewhere near the top as far as a pick's concerned. And if you're picked near the top, you know what that means? You're going to a team that's not very good. And that's where Ritter is. He may have been a third-round pick, but the reality is he's playing for a team. He's part of a team, whether he plays or not. He's part of a team that's not very good. I mentioned their expected win total is under five. And because of that, you're not going to find out if Ritter is actually a real good quarterback with this football team. I mean, he's doomed to fail if he were to play in 2021. First off, he's a rookie, and you have to make that adaption into playing into the NFL. Look at the guys that have become, come up. Look, just look over the last three, four years, five years. Zach Wilson was running around with, with, his, with his pants on fire last year playing for the Jets in some games. This year is expected to make that jump. That's what's expected of you. And Zach Wilson's on a better football team than the Atlanta Falcons are. You're asking Ritter, not you, one, would ask Ritter to help a team win games that is not expected to win a whole lot of games. You're not going to find out Desmond Ritter is a franchise quarterback in 2022. That's number one. Number two is, it doesn't really matter because they're going to pick in the top five. And you know what they're going to pick? A quarterback. So what? So you've picked another one. As far as Mariota's concerned, bye, dump. He's gone after, after this year if they pick a quarterback. And they will pick a quarterback in the first round. If he's around for 2023, that's the longest he'll be there because some, at some point in 2023, the guy they draft next year is going to be their starting quarterback. That's where they're at. I mean, think about it in 2007. The last time they drafted, they needed to draft their first-round quarterback, and they did. And yep. Matt Ryan. They drafted him. 15, 16 years later, they got to draft another one, and they're going to end up doing that. And hopefully it ends up the way it ended up with, with Matt Ryan, who you know, won 120 games in, in the time that he spent in the 14 seasons in Atlanta. Won an MVP in, in 2016, took his team to the Super Bowl. They're going to draft a quarterback next year, dude. And, and Ritter's not their answer because you're not going to find out if he's any good with this bad football team. It's just not, it's not the situation. It's not... It's not, it's not a winning situation, dude. You know, I mean, you look, whatever business you're in, you know, you know what it takes? It takes whomever is making the decisions to put you in a situation to be successful. Atlanta ain't it. The weapons are interesting. I mean, this team, if with Calvin Ridley, and a rookie in Drake London that you have high hopes for, you could say that, you know, this is a team that has a multitude of weapons. But you mentioned Pitts only one touchdown last year, did get over a 1,000 uh, 1, yards. 
um, in Cordero Patterson, who was probably the best player on this football team last year. Was I mean, fantasy football owners are going to look at Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson this year, and maybe even London, because you don't have a ton of weapons around that. Because you lose a guy in Russell Gage, who you know was your number two receiver last year behind Calvin Ridley, and then Calvin Ridley's not playing. So you're asking Pitts as a tight end to really step up and be your number one target. I mean, they signed some guys that, you know, an Auden Tate type and stuff like that, but it's not like this team is very deep when it comes to receiver. So for this team to be successful and to surprise some people, Pitts is going to have to take that step up and prove that he was worthy of being a tight end, being drafted where he was. And then you're going to have to see some stuff out of Drake London. And then maybe you get a similar season to what you got out of Cordero Patterson last year. Because Patterson, you mentioned it, converted wide receiver. The complete opposite, for the most part, from what Arthur Smith had in uh, Tennessee with Derrick Henry. But he still found very creative ways to use him. And Cordero Patterson was a very good player for this football team last year. And I was honestly... A little bit surprised that he returned. I thought a contending team, seeing what he did last year, would want him on their roster. But the Falcons were able to re-sign him. Mike Smith, who is their, or Mike Davis, who is their, uh, who is their backup running back, I guess you'd say, maybe a one B, uh, is a guy who you know stepped up and filled in for Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. These are two guys that you'd primarily see almost as third down running backs. But they're going to have to be the guys that, that that split things here. So those are some interesting. I think that the weapons are more interesting to fantasy football owners than they are to a contending football team. But it's going to be interesting to see how they develop. I want to see what they get out of London as a rookie. And Pitts, I want to see him develop more because uh, a lot of us thought he was really going to be a slam dunk player coming out of college need to see that improvement especially as a uh, as a red zone target in 2022 on the defensive side of the ball I mentioned Grady Jarrett he is they he is the constant on this football team they have some you know still somewhat young players in the secondary Isaiah Oliver is a corner who I like coming out of college but this is not a team that you're you mentioned their struggles in getting to the quarterback this is a team to me, if they're going to win football games, their offense is going to have to be impressive. And Arthur Smith is going to have to pull out some very successful game plans because I don't see this defense really stopping many people. And yes, I said I do still like some of their younger players in the secondary, but when you can't get to the quarterback, it puts a lot of pressure on those guys. Yeah, no, I listen, we're talking about you know, a, a team that last year won seven games, but they won a lot of close games last year too. And I mentioned the fact that they weren't able to get to the quarterback and yet they won those games. So it, it, it's kind of weird how they were able to do that, but they were able to do that. You want to know why? Because <laughs> who was taking the snaps on Sundays yeah. and he's not there anymore. So, it, I mean, you know, you can talk about, any part of the defense, their best defensive player, you mentioned great, great, uh, but he's not their best defensive player. The best defensive player is in their secondary. But besides that, it doesn't really matter 
because again, this team is going to be a bottom feeder and they're going to pick in the top five next year. So whether it's Stroud or whether it's young, the, the quarterbacks coming out in 2023, boys are going to be playing. So one of them boys are going to be playing in ATL in 2023. They're going to be wearing a uniform in 2023. They're going to be wearing the, the Falcons uniform in 2023. Right now, looking at you said you've said multiple times on this show that you think that Atlanta is going to be picking in the top five in the draft next year. If I asked you today at the beginning of July, if if you had to, you know, look through the entire NFL and say this is the team that I think will end up with the number one pick in twenty twenty three, is Atlanta that team? Or I mean is it it's, is it close enough to – is Atlanta even a shoe-in to finish last in this division when you've got a team like Carolina that we'll talk about next week that has, you know, another quarterback situation that we don't know with? Obviously better weapons on that team, but still uh, in a situation in a coach who is basically a lame-dunk guy as opposed to what they have in Atlanta who they think is still the coach of the future. Yeah, no – with all the problems that Carolina has, I'd be surprised if they finish in last last, and, and Atlanta doesn't finish in last place. As far as trying to de- determine now in July who potentially could be the, the worst team in the NFL, I mean, I don't think there's a, a worse team other than Jacksonville in the AFC than Atlanta. And as far as the NFC is concerned, I think Detroit's going to be better. They won three games last year, but they're going to be better this year with the, with the moves that they made as far as the draft picks are concerned. And, I mean, they were competitive late. You'd say, Houston? You mentioned say, the AFC. Houston maybe in the AFC? No, no. No, I mean, the, the Texans aren't on. No, the Texans are probably not even the worst team in their own division. As bad as they were, as even much, with Davis Mills at quarterback, they were not last place last year, dude. Jacksonville okay. was in last place last year. I mean, with Urban Meyer as their head coach, they still were in last place. Yeah, I mean, okay. they, they, they finished in last place. So, as much as Houston was a dumpster fire and Davis Mills started his rookie here, they won four games. <laughs> I mean, you talk a lame duck coach. I mean, Lovey Smith, who they just hired. But that's who they had. But, that's who they had in twenty twenty two too. A lame duck coach. Yeah, who who actually got a new deal, but he was basically he was ta- he was, <laughs> he was walked off the the ship, okay, on a plank, blindfolded. <laughs> He's like, I just got on this ship. Yeah, no, no, totally. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. This is the way that you're getting off this ship. Where were I? I? I just got here. I just got a contract. No, 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 no. We know you're blindfolded. We're gonna. Don't worry, we got you covered here. <laughs> it feels kind of thin walking on this plank. No, 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 no. You're, you're on stable ground. Don't worry about. It. Just keep walking forward. I just be I, I'd say I'd say this I'd be more surprised if Jacksonville had the number one pick next year than, than who than Houston 
just because I th- I think when you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, you expect him to to take that jump and win a couple games that that you shouldn't. But in talking about the number one pick, I think Houston's there. I think Detroit's there, but you expect Detroit to maybe take a jump. But I think Atlanta's in contention. I don't know about I don't know about Carolina, but those are probably the teams hey. that you pigeon pigeonhole. Who knows what Cleveland looks like with their quarterback situation? But I mean Atlanta Atlanta's def, definitely in consideration for the number one pick. For me, it's, 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 this is a wrap, dude, and this is a wrap. This reason why, and I, granted, it's July. So much stuff has to happen between now and the end of the season, but it's a wrap for this reason. <laughs> okay. You want to tell me that Trevor Lawrence is going to take that next step up? Okay, great. And Houston, as much as you want to poo-poo Davis Mills, his second year, this is his second year as a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. So he, you would expect, to take the next step up, right? You want to mention Carolina. I'll tell you right now, I'll take Sam Donald over Marcus Mariota. That's not to say that Sam Donald is all that because this time last year, I thought it was a good situation for him to get out of New York, but I saw enough of Sam Donald to know Sam Donald is what Sam Donald is. Great. Well, and it's still it's, up for debate whether he's even there starting quarter. We'll talk about that next week, but it, whatever. Yeah. As this conversation goes on right now, he's a starting quarterback. Whether mm-hmm. he is moving forward, that's fine. If he's not the starting quarterback, you know who, who potentially could be? Somebody that's better than Sam Donald. That still leaves you with someone that's better than Marcus Mariota. 100%. So, again, it's a wrap for me because I'm telling you quarterback situations are better than those other places, whether it be Jacksonville, who you say Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step up, whether it be in Houston where De- Davis Mills is going to be starting quarterback for his second year in a row and has already won four games in this league. Whether it's in Carolina, whether it's Sam Donald, or Sam Donald's replacement, that dude is probably going to be better than Mar- Marcus Mariota. Is, it, is Atlanta the worst quarterback situation in the NFL Hell right now? Yes. Worse than Detroit Hell with golf. Yes. Wor- worse than Hell Washington with Carson yes. Wentz. Hell, yeah. Carson Wentz is is Carson Wentz is twenty fifteen. Just letting you do this. <laughs> Carson Wentz is twenty fifteen. Carson Wentz. <laughs> At the L.A. Coliseum before the injury compared to Marcus Mariota. Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, God bless Marcus Mariota. But in regards to that first that first round of his draft, by the way, he's the lesser of the two quarterbacks. So uh, I'm letting that be known, too. Touche. Get, we'll get him, J-Dub. We'll talk about that in two weeks. Um, Jameis! But but something that a, a storyline that has been developing in the in the NFL as of late relates to the Atlanta Falcons that we're talking about right now and relates to the Carolina Panthers who we'll talk about next week is the Deshaun Watson situation and that we seem like we might be a little bit closer to a resolution because his disciplinary hearings are going on right now. Uh, He has settled a bunch of the lawsuits, but then it came out this week that the Houston Texans are a a defendant in some of these lawsuits as well. So it's, it's a very interesting situation. And at this point, 
I think I would be surprised if Deshaun Watson plays it all in 2022. That's not a shocker. I mean, yeah. that's not, you know, that's, that's not the shot. I mean, dude. And the, and the thing about it is. It won't cost him much because of the way Cleveland structured that contract. I don't, I don't, listen, in, in regards to the money thing, in regards to, you know, giving Cleveland an out for the first year, you know what? Screw that. The heck with that. This is on you. You gave him the money. I don't care what out you might have. I don't care if it works out for you in 2023 where he plays all 17 games. I don't care. You gave him the money. All right. You supposedly did the due diligence when it came to knowing what you were going to be up against in regards to the cases that this guy was involved with. I've been around enough NFL teams to know between security and all the investigators that could, they could potentially have to go and, and investigate a situation, a player, whatever it is. You got to do better than this when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Don't anyone tell me, oh, no, they were a step ahead. That's the reason why they structured the car. BS. BS. Because this is a bad look, dude. Horrible look. Not the fact that you have an NFL team that supposedly was complicit with this. Come on, man. Oh, no, it's not a good look. And it's not a good look for Houston. And it's not a good look for Cleveland. And I, there was a time, because it was just a big speculation, there was a time where if you ask me about the situation, how many games is going to suspend? I'm like, at least four, six, eight. I don't know. The dude's going to, if he could potentially get a whole year. And if he doesn't get a whole year, you want to take it back to the Atlanta Falcons? You're not going to give this guy a whole year, but you're going to give Calvin Ridley? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, stop, man. And, and don't anyone tell me, oh, you know, the gambling thing, it's a slippery slope. Gambling as opposed to committing the potential crimes, the allegation crimes that this man committed. Don't even go there. I'm 100% with you. We had that discussion on, on Ridley when that, when that came down. But, man, it's, it's definitely going to be something that we're going to see play out uh, – the disciplinary hearings uh, continued on Thursday, June 30th, but there is no timetable for uh, the suspension to eventually come out. But these things leak out as things roll along. So we'll see when the uh, suspension is officially announced. Lynn, I'm going to close with this. We're going to be dealing with a pinion revenge game in the NFC South this year. The Atlanta Falcons, maybe their best offseason signing, signed former Buccaneers punter, Bradley Pinion to a deal this week. He will be their new starting punter. And punting might be something that they do a lot in 2022. That's where you're going to end this, man? That dude might end up being the MVP. The team MVP. Most valuable Pinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think most he would be the punter, favorite. Most valuable Pinion. You can put the P anywhere you want. Most valuable. He ain't well, It doesn't even matter. Player doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's still a punter and he's on a bad football team. God bless him. He's in the league. But dude, enjoy that three and fourteen record that they're gonna have.
As I said, next week, we will continue these divisional previews, and the Carolina Panthers are on the docket next week for us. You can follow Lynn on Twitter, at Elmar810. You can follow myself on Twitter, at TD Experience. Follow Bucks Nation on Twitter, at Bucks underscore Nation. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, click that subscribe or that plus button. And if you feel so inclined, give us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Until next week, this has been Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast.